Hi, this is Gillen from Rest Reflections. Welcome to At Work, our podcast, which is all about tackling inequality, injustice and oppression in the workplace. And as always, please feel free to send your queries, your dilemmas and your question to us. And you can do that via email using contact at restreflections.co.uk or at work at restreflections.co.uk. For today's episode, I've been asked to talk a little bit about our training, which we call Beyond Bias, and it is one of our most requested intervention. So I want to tell you a little bit about Beyond Bias. I want to tell you a little bit about the content, and I want to tell you a little bit about some of the learning objective and how I think it is I would say the solution to tackling issues of inequality in the workplace. So when I say it is the solution, I am not suggesting for one second that one day course, even a week or a month course on inequality, injustice and oppression is going to be all that you require to tackle inequality, injustice and oppression in the workplace. Of course not, that would be silly. But what I am saying is that if you attend to the thinking, if you use some of the tools, some of the strategies that are presented to you in our course Beyond Bias, then you will be on your way to making a difference when it comes to the reproduction of inequality, injustice and oppression. So let us start by describing the context, maybe the journey to Beyond Bias as a course and why I designed it. So Beyond Bias came about, I guess I would say, from feelings of frustration, having been in that so-called DNI sphere for some time and delivering equality and diversity training for some time and realizing that the bulk of the current intervention within institutions are focused on unconscious bias. Now, that is a problem and that is a significant problem. Now, that is not to deny that the use of what I prefer to call heuristics or cognitive shortcuts is not implicated in the reproduction of inequality. But nonetheless, a focus, an exclusive focus on micro-level phenomena, such as bias, such as prejudice, such as attitudes, is not going to get us very far when it comes to equality. And indeed, it hasn't. So it has been weighing on my mind over the years as I have been seeing how unconscious bias became pretty much the default option within institution to tackle inequality, injustice and oppression. Now, there is a lot that could be said. A lot has been written around the limitation 
and the misuse of unconscious bias training. Uh, some reviews have taken place in relation to the effectiveness and in relation to uh, scrutinizing the relationship between unconscious bias slash implicit bias and behavioral change. And the review are not that impressive and a change has been really, really difficult to assess. And, and some of the empirical studies that exist really call into question the effectiveness of the intervention. Even though, as I often say, not all interventions are the same and some intervention might well be more effective than others. But from our perspective, what we are saying is that the bulk of the limitation of unconscious bias training is simply because it focuses at one level of reproduction, one level of racism. And so that is only ever going to take us so far, even if that level or the intervention that we focused on that level were effective. Lots of criticism around, particularly for more socially informed or more critically informed perspective. I'm not going to get into them. I mean, if that interests you, drop us an email and I might dedicate a podcast to that. I might write an article for race reflections on those. But what I do want to say, and that's quite important, is that I do not want people to start thinking that racism doesn't get reproduced either unconsciously, and I'm using quote-unquote here, or via macro behaviors. That's important to not discount as well. Things are complex, and it's important that we remember that racism does get reproduced at every single level of communication, of interaction, of functioning. So that would include microphenomena. So it's important that we don't discount that completely. So having told you a little bit about the reason why I designed Beyond Bias as an intervention, I want to tell you a little bit about the learning objectives. So there are maybe I would say six to seven learning objectives. The course is a day long. Sometimes it is delivered over two half days, but nonetheless, it's a full day and it is full on. I mean, our style of training, our style of presenting is quite interactive anyway. So we draw people in. There's lots of reflections on conversation and people are really encouraged to engage with their head, but also with their heart and with their body. So that tends to be the way that we do our training and that we do our intervention. But nonetheless, it's still a fairly demanding course, I would say intellectually and also emotionally. So our learning objectives for this course are number one, to explore the various definitions and conceptualization of racism that exist, right? We tend to, in this training, to take a more structural definition of racism, but we accept that there are different ways, there are various ways to think about the phenomenon of racism, because racism is arguably one of the most complex, if not the most complex social structure or system that exists in society. And so we need to accept that we can think about it in so many, many ways. But in that training, we take a structural definitions. A second learning objective is to consider our race inequality become reproduced micro level, at meso level and at macro level. So this is really how we start to distinguish the standard unconscious by training and beyond 
bias. So we look at the meso and we look at the macro, which means that we move beyond the individual. We don't discount individual contribution, but we don't focus on them and we don't especially only look at them. We, in the third part, consider the lived experience and that is a theme that is running through all of our training, we center the lived experience of marginalization, of exclusion, of inequality, injustice, and oppression that is central to how we come to formulate those issues and how we intervene in the workplace and within institutions. Fourthly, we consider power as a vector of exclusion and marginalization and again of inequality, injustice and oppression. That's really important. My own experience kind of shows that a lot of people in position of power, surprise, surprise, quite blind to the workings and operation of power, particularly people who make decisions around discriminations, around injustice within institutions and within social structures. They tend not to understand power. That is a significant, significant problem, particularly when we are thinking around issues of evidence, around issues of truth, right? And bearing in mind that we do know empirically that the bulk of complaints, of allegations to do with discrimination, particularly so when it goes to race, discrimination tend to be discounted. So we're talking here around issues of epistemic power. We're talking about definitional power. We're talking about essentially affects our decision-making process, but also the criteria that we use to decide what did or did not take place and how that tend to serve people in position of power, surprise, surprise, and the status quo. Then we examine tools, strategies, method to really tackle and reduce structural harm. And so actually, it's a fairly, I would say, pragmatic course. It's not only theoretical, it's not only conceptual. Of course, people who know me will know that I love theory. But nonetheless, theory that is not used and is not applied to the problem that we face every day, to me, is a little bit masturbatory. And so I really have no interest in theory for theory's sake, right? We want to use theory to make a difference where you are at and ideally to transform and to dismantle inequality. And then finally, something that you may want to bear in mind if you're interested in this training, as I hinted at the beginning of the podcast, is that we encourage everyone to take a reflective stance, really to bring the heart, to bring the body, to question themselves as part of the training and as part of the journey post-training. So we try to set people on their way to look at the world differently, certainly to engage with those issues from a place that is a little bit more involved. And we do that using our reflective model, so our own reflective model, which looks at material, which looks 
at issues to do with inequality, injustice and oppression, taking on board the body, taking on board our emotional responses and taking on board the more cognitive side of things. So our thoughts, image, concepts, ideas that are evoked by the material. And lastly, as part of this cycle of learning, we propose and we encourage you to think around how you are going to integrate this new material in your worldview, because if material is not integrated, it is not going to be acted on. So therefore, it's not going to be applied. And so it's very important that we continuously think about, okay, so what? What are we going to do with that? And so that takes us to the last part of our learning model, which is all about how are we going to apply and take things forward, which is a question that we ask all of our trainees or our training attendees. So this is really what Beyond Bias as an approach, as an intervention is all about. I would say number one, focusing on the lived experience. Number two, taking a more reflective stance. And number three, really, really thinking about application, thinking about the so what factor. The training also has an intersectional element. And so that means that, yes, we do focus on race. Uh, Yes, we do focus on race inequality. But of course, we cannot decontextualize racism anyway. So racism also intersects with gender and disability and with social class. And so those are issues that we touch upon, particularly issue of gender and gender inequality and gendered related violence. And so I want to say as a note of caution that this training, again, as I said, as the start is challenging. And so it means that some of the issues that are covered might be activating, might be triggering even for people who have had lived experience. And so we focus on self-care. We try to take a compassionate approach to how we engage with everyone at race reflections, white, black, brown. It doesn't matter if you come and seek us out, we going to assume or presume good faith. Of course, we challenge when it needs to happen. But overall, we think that people come to us because they really want to learn. And our job is to support them and not punish people who might have got things wrong in the Past. Of course, we look at things and it's not unusual for people to say, you know what, going through the training, I felt terrible because I realized that I've been saying this or that I've been engaging this way or that way, or I realized that I didn't get it uh, and then I've caused some harm. It's great if people come to that realization. We don't expect people to do mea culpas and, you know, share this kind of learning necessarily uh, unless they find it helpful and they're willing to I'm willing to do that. But certainly, if there isn't a level of insight that is gained by the end of the training, we haven't done our job properly. So how might we conclude 
this unusual, slightly unusual podcast, but it has been requested. I think there's a lot of people interested in our course, lots of people interested in our ideas. One thing that may be helpful to think about in relation to a solution, remember, at work is all about thinking about practical solutions. Of course, I'm not going to tell you some of the solutions that the training Beyond Buys proposes, a train at Handy's on because, hey, listen, we are a social enterprise, we are a business, right? And as a black woman and as a black-owned business, we are already dealing with a lot of issues to do with intellectual property. And so we have to survive. And one way to survive is, of course, to be able to sell our course. So when we sell our course, we're able to tackle some of the things that we want to tackle as a social enterprise and also to give back to the community. And so, yeah, I do have to protect the business, I'm afraid. So I'm not going to give you everything. But I'm going to say, though, that some of the tools that we uh, propose and some of the ways that we have organized and that we have set up the training looks at the reproduction of racism at individual level, at a dynamic or relational or interpersonal level, and the reproduction at institutional level and the reproduction at a structural level. We could also go to think around more maybe ideological or even issues to do with collectives, ideal collective, unconscious and things of that nature. We don't tend to go too much into that unless we are asked to. So essentially what I'm trying to say is that when we address the phenomenon, we take a multi-level approach. So therefore some of the tool and strategies that we propose are multi-levels and that very, very, we clearly set the training apart from a lot of the stuff that exists on the market and most definitely apart from unconscious bias training. Okay, we have done it. An introduction to Beyond Bias, what the training is about, how it came about, what it covers, the approach, the models, the idea, and the multi-level solutions to issues of inequality, injustice, and oppression. Well, I hope that you find this podcast helpful to give you a sense of one of our most requested course. I think it is actually the most requested, followed closely by racial trauma. But I think it's an important course. And if it was up to me, I would absolutely want all institutions to benefit from our intervention and training. So please get in touch. Talk to HR, talk to your bosses, your managers, your colleagues to get in touch and to book us for this training. I guarantee that you will not regret it. And I'm very confident to say that you will find it helpful. So this has been Gillen. Until next time, please take care.